kind of symbology. What is at stake? It is a big idea. A new world order where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. My question to you is, in any of your government jobs, have you ever been briefed on the subject of UFOs? And if you have, when was it? What were you told? Well, if I had been briefed on that, I'm sure it was probably classified and I couldn't talk about it. When I got out in 1989, we had cataloged 57 different species. We walked over to one side of the lab and he said, by the way, we've discovered a base. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Welcome, everybody, to Skywatchers Radio for the week of September 10th, 2010. I am Angel Espino, your host tonight, and I uh, want to welcome everybody to this first segment of the news version of Skywatchers Radio here on the Super Media Network. Today we're going to be giving you guys a little bit of the inside of what's going on with our show. As some of you guys know, the show no longer features uh, two of the hosts that were on here for a long time. Those guys are no longer with the company. Uh, they're no longer with the Soup Media Network, so we have to restructure the show a little bit. And what we're doing now is we're going to make this into a news-only show every Friday at 5 p.m. Just like today, you're going to be hearing Skywatchers Radio. One day it might be with myself only. One day it might be with myself and Rick. One day it might be myself and Dennis. One day it might be Dennis by himself. One day it might be Rick by himself. This is a news show and it's going to be treated as a news show with real news anchors and we're going to be the anchors guys so this is the new format it is a new show now and i hope everybody can get used to that format and enjoy it like we're going to enjoy giving you guys the ufology and exopolitics related news and there is a lot of news to be told i mean the exopolitics world has been a buzz uh for the last i would say six months really with a lot of different news items that that's come out as you guys know i get a lot of my news reports from good friend alejandro rojas's website which is openminds.tv and the reason I go there is because they really do a fantastic job of you know putting out the best and most important news in ufology Alejandro does an amazing job at that website and on his show and you know we always are have been fans of his here on the network and on my show the jackal said I've been a big fan of his work and I uh, commend him for all the stuff he's done and uh, because of that I do uh, look at his website and, and I do pick apart some of the news stuff that they have on there and we're going to be using that as part of our news segments here on the show plus we do get news from other sources as well which we're going to be as well telling you guys about uh, but just to start it off here it, uh, there's an interesting story over on uh, openminds.tv that I that kind of caught my attention it's it's titled towards a scientific and societal agenda on extraterrestrial life now, this is actually, uh, I believe, was organized by Dr. Martin Dominic and Professor John Zarnecki. Now, it reads here, it says, Should extraterrestrial life exist, upcoming efforts will provide living generations with a realistic chance of its detection. Even more than the scientific agenda, a corresponding complementary social agenda needs to be debated, with a mix of 
invited talks and panel debates, we particularly look into the detection of life. The communications with potential extraterrestrial civilizations, the implications for the future of humanity, and the political process that are required. Now, four panels of debate includes calling ET or not even answering the phone. And social talk questions raised by the detection of extraterrestrial life, as well as what could the studies of extraterrestrial life tell us about the future of humanity, for example. And uh, finally, extraterrestrial life and the arising political issues for the UN agenda. These are four fantastic panels, guys. I really think we should all try to check this event out. Some names on this list are uh, Seth Shostak, Josh Billingham, are just to name a couple that are going to be at this as confirmed panelists. Now, the satellite meeting for this uh, event is free. Registration is free, so all you got to really do is cover your own catering costs, and you should be ready to go. And, and I, like I said, check this event out. This is going to be starting, um, let's see here. October 4th to October 5th, starting at 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. So this is coming right up in October, guys, next month. So, you know, put this down in your calendar, bookmark this, uh, whatever. It's going to be October 4th through the 5th, 9 a.m. through 6 p.m. Like I said, there's a lot of panelists, even those that I haven't named yet. So uh, bookmark that and check that out when you can. Now, we have uh, this report from ColumbiaReports.com. This is, says here says, uh, UFO spotted over North Columbia. Now, it reads here, and it has a picture on the website, which, I don't know, it doesn't really, really look like a UFO to me, but it says here, locals in North Colombian Department of uh, Magdalena says they, they spotted a UFO when local media reported on Friday. According to eyewitnesses, the unidentified flying object was spotted on Wednesday just after noon, so after 12. One of the witnesses recorded the object on his cell phone as... I guess this is the picture that it has on the website here. It says the UFO was reported, reportedly visible in the sky above Magdalena for about 15 minutes before it disappeared. According to local newspapers El Informador, uh, members of the Colombian Space Commission have contacted the man who filmed the object with a cell phone. And the sighting comes only days after a giant fireball was seen in the skies above the Santa Dea Department. South Magdalena, one scientist said that the mysterious object may have been a fragment of a Russian satellite. Could be, and uh, the fireball, well, guys, that's called the sun. <laughs> yeah, that's the sun. That's what the fireball in the sky is, guys. Man, oh man, that's kind of a wacky report, but I'm going to be posting that link here for you guys in a minute here as well, so you can check that out. Again, the picture doesn't look much like a UFO to me. It just looks like a ball in the sky that could be anything. So, well, I guess it is a UFO. Just, yeah, we don't know what the hell it is. But anyway, it could be anything. But uh, check this out. This story comes out of ntnews.com.au. This says here, UFO cut off my car. That's right. And uh, this is pretty funny. It says, a woman claims she was cut off by two alien beings in a spaceship shaped like a Ford station wagon. Now, before it took off, surrounded by green, blue, and red flames, she claims. Now, this was just one of the stories to come out of ABC's morning show presenter Leon Compton's open, as he opened up the airways to UFO believers. Betty from Alice Springs said her close encounter occurred in 1969. She was driving 20 kilometers south of Elrond towards Alice Springs at 4 a.m. with uh, her six-year-old daughter when they saw a vehicle flying alongside of them. 
Now, I quote here, it says, We saw these two figures inside of this thing. It looked like a Ford station wagon with the windows. It came in front of us really quickly. End quote. Now, her daughter said also that uh, there's nothing to be afraid of. She just blurted out. And uh, the mother asked, uh, you know, why did you say that? And the daughter replied, I don't know. It just came out of my mouth. Now, I'm going to quote here. It says, and as I was talking, the whole thing took off like it like a shot out of a gun and then there was all this green and blue and red flames all over the place or, or lights all around it and uh and quote here she says i'll never forget it one, another caller gave reasons why they believed in visitors from other planets with one even quoting the bible now dennis from uh, bachelor said his sighting was shared by a crowd of people on the dripstone cliffs at sunset a mate and i were looking down the beach and saw this orangey pink light progressing towards us no sound at all he said we just watched it in silence as it cruised on past the casino and cameron from alice springs said he was visiting a water hole in 1983 when he saw a flying saucer land 700 meters away and i quote here he said it was the size or half the size of a football field end quote that's a pretty big ship if any of these reports are actually true, this is uh, pretty uh, fascinating stuff. If it's not, then these are folks with extremely overactive imaginations. But, you know, I have heard reports of ships that are as large as football fields in the past, so it does not surprise me to hear something that is half the size of a football field, which that could hold a lot of beings inside of it. If it's like a mothership or something like that, that's pretty scary to have a ship that size and know that inside of it there's probably a whole lot of folks just walking around and uh, observing what's going on on this planet. Now, our next piece of news here, guys, comes from AOLnews.com. That's right, AmericaOnlineNews.com. says here, Space Aliens or Starlights? Hmm? UFOs reported in Hong Kong lightning storm. Were they UFOs or ordinary street lamps? That's the question being raised after Wednesday night's spectacularly record-breaking lightning storm over Hong Kong. Now, just within the first hour after midnight on Thursday, the Hong Kong Observatory recorded 13,102 lightning strikes around the Hong Kong area. According to Radio Television Hong Kong, or RTHK, the observatory received many calls from people claiming to see UFOs during the fierce storm near the uh, Tai Lam Tunnel. And in the uh, Wanchi and Happy Valley district of the city, the observatory said the UFO reports were most likely street lamps. Meanwhile, the uh, chairwoman of the Hong Kong UFO Club, Moonfrog, confirmed the UFO sightings were reported on their website. Um, well, UFOs, maybe... Maybe they're not. Maybe they're just uh, lamps. And I'm going to post this link here for you guys to check it out also. Uh, I, I don't know. There's no really pictures to uh, you know prove that they were UFOs. Just a lot of reports. So you've got to take this with uh, the grain of salt that it comes with, guys. But it also reads here, it says, The observatory assumed the UFOs were misidentified street lamps, according to an observatory scientific officer, W.C. Wu. Uh, whether they were street lamps or not is not the first time UFOs have been reported or even photographed during the intense storms. Maybe they need a free burst of electrical energy provided by the lightning bolts or something. Maybe they're just street lamps. Who the hell knows? 
But uh, you can read more on AOLnews.com, and I'm going to post the link here. So you guys could uh, check that out when you have a chance if you want to read it over. But uh, the next piece of news here also comes from AOLnews.com. It says, uh, the French welcome first visitors at UFO landing pad. Now, this was just uh, updated seven hours ago, guys, so this is very, very new info, very new article. But it reads here, it says, uh, 34 years after a town in France created a UFO landing pad, it's officially received a visitor. But don't get your afterburners too excited now. What recently beamed into the small town of Eris near uh, Borodux was hardly built by ETs. A local artist crafted a man-made UFO with the hopes that it will attract real aliens searching for their rest stops. Now, as the Telegraph reports in 1976 after receiving complaints that the French had no goodwill welcome locations for ETs, the mayor of Erez gave the go-ahead to build a triangular UFO port, even declaring that alien travelers who decided to dock in the village would be exempt from any airport taxes. So far, though, no otherworldly beings have taken the bait, unfortunately. Now, this is France's only council-funded UFO landing strip that includes a plaque that reads, Reserved for Voyagers of the Universe. Now, it's been suggested that the uh, whole idea was simply a down-to-earth ruse to bring in more of out-of-towners, not so much outer-spacers, but tourists to the Eris area, up to 20,000 a year, in fact. Now, this, is, this isn't the only time the idea of a landing strip for UFOs has actually been advanced, believe it or not. Earlier this year, UFO reports in Newfoundland prompted Canadian Defense Minister Peter McKay to quip to reports and I'm going to quote here it says we will provide money to build a landing strip for UFOs at Harbor Mile and then he quickly added no I'm only kidding I'm joking end quote in 2005 an elementary school teacher in Puerto Rico claimed to be in communications with extraterrestrials also announced his intentions to build a UFO runway and in what really astounded me because I'm a huge fan of Michael Jackson, but it says here, according to Michael Luckman, author of Alien Rock, the late king of pop, Michael Jackson reportedly wanted to build a landing strip for aliens somewhere in the Nevada desert. Whether or not ETs land or not, they should at least take some comfort in knowing that in some places they're actually welcomed. That has to be something they can phone home about, but man, Michael Jackson, man, they don't let him rest even after he dies. It's amazing how many stories come out about this man. Amazing. And now, uh, apparently, he wanted to build a UFO landing strip somewhere in the Nevada desert. Funny story, guys. I'm going to post this one in the chat room. Also has some pretty funny pictures on it. You can see the uh, little UFO that landed with the uh, green beings coming out of it. Very funny stuff. But uh, moving on now, we have another report here. This one's from Russia, guys. It says here, UFO Center for Russia. It says here, colorful Kalmyak President Kirjan, and I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name, is ready to make contact with outer space once he leaves office next month. The long-serving leader of the Southwestern Republic has reportedly claimed to have met aliens. And he wants to see Russia create a center for ufology to help explore what happened to him. And that quote here says, In many countries that I visit, there are laboratories that investigate UFOs and make contact. He told journalists at the press conference in Alista he did not specify anywhere in particular, but he added that he had talked about extraterrestrial civilizations with foreign dignitaries, including heads of state. And this is reported from gzt.ru, 
So uh, it continues on here. It says, Alien visitation is not the first time he's discussed his fascination with other worlds. In May, he drew fire from State Duma Deputy Andrea Lebedrev, I believe that's how you pronounce the name, after he gave an interview on TV about a visit he had received from aliens in 1997. And I quote here, I believe I communicated with them. I saw them. I probably would have not believed it, but there were three witnesses, my driver, the minister, and my assistant, end quote. He told TV presenter Vladimir Posner he described the visitors as men in yellow suits who arrived at his balcony in a translucent tube. Talk at the press conference focused so much on aliens that the organizers had to remind journalists that the main reason for being there was to discuss the head's resignation. Returning to the topic, he said he would not run for a fifth term and that he would remain in the country to deal with social economic po uh, projects and continue to promote the public as a center for chess. Also, the former president uh, positioned as a head of International Chess Federation uh, FIDE for short has uh, put Kalmyakia on the map in an international chess mecca. He wants uh, to make sure that all 170 of the Federation's members countries make chess part of their national curriculum. Now, in the past, Kershaw enjoyed the support of the Kremlin in his bid to hold on to the leadership of the FIDE while most of the Federation actually wanted him out in favor for former champion Anatoil Karpov and his, and his sponsor, ex-grandmaster and opposition politician Gary Kasparov, the colorful power struggle that ensued was portrayed as a tussle between modern democratic forces and an old guard. Hmm. He said on Wednesday that he would be happy with any of the United Russia candidates to take his position, saying that they were all up for the job. And there was much to be proud of in his years as leader, he claimed. And I quote here, he says, We have ensured that there were no terrorist attacks, he boasted, adding the sharp religious divides between Christians, Muslims, and Buddhists made interfactional violence a real possibility. When asked to comment on accusations that he left behind a devastated region, Kershaw said that the Republic was one of the most peaceful in the southern region. Hmm. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and drop the link here for you folks in the chat room. Check out the rest of that article and uh, bookmark that page. Now, moving on to the next article of news here. It says, a UFO over Dinwiddie? Hmm. Now, it says here, calls pour into police dispatch after blinking lights are captured in the night sky. Now, this is coming out of Dinwiddie County, and it says, what appeared to be an airplane in flames lit up the sky over parts of Dinwiddie County Tuesday night. Some people thought it was a UFO, and some people thought they may have had the unfortunate chance to witness a disaster in the making. But in reality, it was something quite different. Now, one man caught a record of what he saw using a cell phone camera, while other, others living in the Ekoman Lake Road walked outside their houses to gaze into the night sky, while others stopped on Route 460 at, at about the same time as that was happening. 911 calls started to pour into uh, Petersburg and Dinwiddie County. Around 11.15 p.m., we started to receive phone calls transferred to us from both cities of Pittsburgh and the citizens within Dinwiddie who were reporting what they saw. And an aircraft, in the, they reported an aircraft in the air that they believed to either be fire or breaking up 
on fire while falling from the sky, said Dennis Hale, director of Dinwiddie County Public Safety. Within the, with the calls that were flooding in, communications begin to alert firefighters in the area. Now, I'm going to quote here. It says, we dispatched it as if they were airplanes uh, crashed to the uh, best area we could have available, uh, said Hale. We put these uh, fire stations on standby until we could locate it. Fifteen minutes after the dispatching firefighters and putting several stations on standby, Dinwiddie County authorities learned that it was a military training exercise from a nearby Fort Pickett. Now, however, as safety measure, the state police helicopters flew over the area of Dinwiddie County just to make sure that everything was okay, but apparently everything was okay. It was just a military exercise. So, guys, don't get too excited out there in Dinwiddie County. It was just a military exercise. This was not UFOs, and it was not airplanes crashing, but I can imagine a site like this could freak anybody out, and this is why, folks, we have to investigate every report seriously to find out what they are if they are aliens or not but moving on to our next item of uh, news here says ufo experts to touch down in murfreesboro now this is in nashville and it says local officials of the mutual ufo network at mufon the world's largest scientific ufo research organization plans to hold a second conference in murfreesboro the conference is open to the public and will be held Saturday, September 18th from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Peterson Park Community Center. According to state MUFON officials, 2010 has been a big year for UFOs in Tennessee. Now, a quote here says, we've been very fortunate this year, says Allison Burgess of MUFON Field Investigator and State Director of Public Relations. And I quote here again, it says, not only have we seen an increase in the number of sightings reported, but the quality of the reports have been improving by leaps and bounds. We've worked some very good cases in Tennessee this year, and we're very excited to present uh, them to the public so they can be examined, the, so they can examine the evidence for themselves. Particularly important to uh, Burgess are the, uh, the opportunity to let Tennesseans know that they have someone credible to call if they spot something strange in the skies. MUFON is a network of professionals, she explained. We have some members who are doctors, lawyers, police officers, and educators, just to name a few. All our investigators are trained and certified and have dedicated themselves to investigating these sightings using scientific methods. We take all our cases very seriously because we feel that this is the legitimate subject that deserves to be examined using scientifically valid techniques. One of the highlights of this year's event will be a presentation by Travis Walton, famous author, speaker, and subject of the 1993 blockbuster film Fire in the Sky. According to Burgess, Walton is the center of the most documented case of apparent extraterrestrial abduction in history and will host a discussion of his experiences as well as questions and answers uh, for all in attendance. So it will be a Q&A session with Travis Walton, guys. That's it. That is awesome. I've, of course, interviewed Travis, and I, I you know, consider him a friend now that I've been able to, to interview him and talk to him a couple times. I think he's a wonderful person, and I believe his case 100%. And this is really cool. You guys really should check this out if you can. Tickets for the event will be available online or at the door on the day of the event. The costs are $15 for MUFON members, $20 for non-members, and $10 for students and military personnel with IDs. Online ticketing for more information can be found at the Tennessee MUFON website at www.tnmufon.com. 
Now, MUFON is an international group, and it's a non-profit organization group. So, guys, you know, support MUFON. They are doing the correct work to investigate these cases. So we have to support, you know, this organization because they are the big organization that we have in ufology trying to investigate and trying to crack down on what's real and what's not in ufology. So we of course have a lot of support for MUFON here on Skywatchers Radio. And we of course have an amazing amount of support for Travis Walton. And just having him there as the main center of attention for this event should be enough to get all of you fans out there out to this event so check out www.tnmufon.com one more time and uh bookmark that page buy the tickets go to the event it's coming up on september 18th again so don't miss out on having a q a session with travis walton himself come on he's the man how cool is that wish i could go but um anyway moving on i have another news item here it says mystified by spooky sightings and this is pu published yesterday. It says four Polish women said they were terrified after seeing an unidentified flying object in the skies above Bankery. Now they say they spotted an orange moving object moving quickly in the sky around 10.30 p.m. on Saturday, August 28th. Quick thinking Monica made a one-minute long video of the object which stayed in the sky for around 10 minutes. The four women have been living in Bankery while working in Decide Cleaners. A, on the uh, Bridge Street for the past four years, Monica said that at first I thought it was a balloon, but then I noticed it wasn't moving in the same way as balloons do. It was very quick and darting, uh, vertically and uh, horizontally and, di and diagonally. It was moving about four to, and it was moving far too freely to be a plane also. I wasn't sure what it was. And now Renita, one of the women, said, I've never seen anything like it before, and I thought it may have been some kind of army experiment. It was just too strange. Um, the other lady uh, said that Renita's daughter added, uh, it was very scary, especially at the end when it disappeared. It just, it stopped. It stopped still and then soared straight into the sky, and I was just terrified. I thought they were, they were coming to get us. The sightings came only a couple of months after Bankery resident Courtney Gilchrist saw a similar strange object in the sky, and, uh, and actually says that the police said that they were they had received no reports of UFO sightings in or around the area on the 28th. So they haven't reported anything to the police, but apparently they've gone online and they've made a report. Now this was written by Danny Law, and it was written for the uh, the Piper and Herald website, which is uh, www.deesidepiper.co.uk. And uh, they reported this spooky sightings. Interesting. Now we're going to take a little break, guys. We're going to go for a little pause here, and we'll be back shortly on Skywatchers Radio with more ufology-related news for this wonderful Friday, September 10th, 2010. Stick around. This is the planet of the 
approximately 50 years ago under the direction of President Harry Truman and in the interest of national security, a group of 12 top military scientific personnel were established. This group's primary objective was to desensitize us to the truth and to suppress the material evidence that our planet is being visited by a group of extraterrestrial biological entities called the Greys. Betrayed and played in the world way. Yo, the holy script from Genesis 126 says, Let us make man in our image under our likeness. First of all, who's they? You see, if God was truly a single entity, that's not what he would say. We, as the Elohim, gods and goddesses, possess a marvelously monstrous subconscious. Life forms to speak in very high-pitched sounds and squeaks, short staccato clicks and beeps, a highly advanced form of speech. Even though to us it seems like they only chatter in their teeth, they used to swim deep in the oceans beneath. Till they fins transformed in the limbs and they started to creep. Then they evolved into mammals with feet and walked right from the shorelines onto the beach. They use gravity, cause it's actually the only force around That can slow time and the speed of light down The energy grid network opened the gateway from Earth To any point in the universe Living organisms in various geomagnetic gravitational anomaly areas Space expedition teams in the lunar regions Reported seeing since pyramids and tetrahedrons Liquid-filled shoes is what they use To walk across the moon without leaving a clue Of where they've been for the past 23 billion years before life on the surface even appeared I hope you become aware What I'm spitting in your ear Was intended to stimulate your left brain's hemisphere I know it sounds weird All these motherfucking answers and questions To the grand deception Yeah. 
This is part of the abduction phenomenon. And not only that, people come back with unusual marks on their bodies and scars on their bodies that weren't there literally the day before. Yo, some say the pen overpowers the sword. The video camera is just as powerful when it records. Appalling footage of cops breaking the law. Mad at you because of what you saw. Now they breaking your jaw. I've been accused of being eternally preoccupied because the rhymes talk to me and I talk to the rhymes. Clinically induced impulses reveal what's hidden. Written prescriptions given by qualified. Clinicians, Lafayette pegboards be spinning on turntables to determine the mode of coordination available. Those able to speak what I spoke, repeat my quotes. My systematic treatment approach be deep in their throats. I inject the frontal lobe of the brain with a lethal dose of unspeakable dope, worse than opium smoke. Well spoken like Washington Post or a Fox News network host. Scale intelligence like Wexler and Dose, enormative data, brain storage matter couldn't capture. A couple years ago, they had to put it on that's the resurrection. Rip the jacket, rip these rappers for every second the clock ticks. I'm on a Blown away by a cold draft Whack and seeds got no chance So sad, they ask cannabis Will you ever run out of things to say? How much breath can a man breathe in a day? Needless to say, I think it's kinda deep in the way People be like, this is too ill, keep him away It's a good thing I got patience I've been waiting here longer than Dr. Levinson's time equations Trying to figure out what made men Was it the theory of inflation or are you just a product of the extent? So now I found insane That's why the fuck you think you've been home and had bad dreams, bad dreams Now you bump heads with kids this life I got sanity was lost so now I found insane
Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction, are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. All systems are functioning. And going to pass the reins to Mr. Jackal, the, the new king of radio. This is the Oz man, one of the voices in the Jackal's head. Are we alone in the universe? Now, I'm a voice of the Jackal's head. But it's picture. Is there life after death? I'm Nick Pope, and now I'm a voice inside the Jackal's head. Is the government keeping secrets from us? This is Stephen Bassett, and uh, I am now a voice inside the Jackal's head. Will the Cubs ever win the World <laughs> Series? I am now a voice inside the Jackal's head. And that was Lloyd Pye. And who the hell are these voices inside my head? Listen live on the Jackal's head. and find out. <laughs> Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. All righty, we're back here on Skywatchers Radio. Welcome, everybody, back here on the Soup Media Network listening in. For you guys listening in on Shoutcast, please check out our website and come chat with us. The website, of course, is www.soupmedianetwork.com, and our live chat and radio station page is on www.psn-radio.com. But everybody, welcome back to Skywatchers Radio, like I said, and I'm going to continue on with the UFO-related news for this September 10th, 2010. Now, this next report comes to us from uh, TucsonCity.com, the voice of Tucson. Now, it says here, Alan Boyle, science and technology editor at MSNBC, has taken an interest in UFOs. And it's no wonder with the increased sightings and UFOs dominating the news lately, uh, serious journalists are now reporting UFO sightings as well. As a result of the topic, this has fueled heated debate between skeptics and believers over the last couple of weeks. A book by journalist Leslie Keane, UFOs, Generals, pilots, and government officials go on on the record has sparked much of the debate. The book currently sits at the number 29 on the New York Times bestsellers list and is also a basis for what Boyles calls dueling commentaries between Leslie Keene and NBC News space analyst James Oberg. MSNBC is a space where both have stated their cases. Now, Robert uh, Roy Britt at Live Science took note of what he calls UFO battles between the two. Um, in the commentary that supports Oberg's point of view, actually. After all, he simply sees Keen as plain to the unknown and predicted that these dueling journalists would only result in King's winning increased sales of her book. So while Oberg has not yet responded to King's rebuttal, Boyle ensured that the UFO topic continues to hover over in cyberspace all over MSNBC's web pages. 
interesting stuff. Now, in some sad news, Lieutenant Colonel uh, Wendell Stevens passed away at age 87. Wendell, of course, was a UFO research pioneer, uh, passed away at 4.44 p.m. in Tucson, Arizona, of respiratory failure. Now, Lieutenant Colonel Wendell C. Stevens was one of the world's best-known UFO researchers, born in 1923 in Round Prairie, Minnesota. He enlisted in 1941 in the U.S. Army and was transferred to the Air Corps in 1942. He served in the Pacific Theater during World War II and subsequently in classified project in Alaska to photograph and map the Arctic land and sea area where the data collecting equipment on board a B-29 detected UFOs. Stevens uh, also served as U.S. Air Attache in South America. He uh, retired from the USAF in 1963 and worked for Hamilton Aircraft until 1972. Wendell Stevens was actually involved in ufology for 54 years, uh, first as the Director of Investigations for the Aerial Phenomenon Research Organization, APRO for short, in Tucson, Arizona, where he retired, and he amassed one of the largest collections of UFO photos and investigated a number of contact cases, um, published more than 22 books. His most famous one was on a, by, uh, well, actually, it was the Billy Meyer case in Switzerland. In December 1997, he received an award for lifetime achievements at the uh, First World uh, UFO Forum in Brasilia capital of Brazil. He was uh, the founder and director of the International UFO Congress and recently transferred his extensive photo collection library and archive to Open Minds Production. So sad news, Wendell Stevens has passed away, so our condolences to his family and and uh, man, you, you gotta be admiring the life this man lived. I mean, he really lived an amazing life, did some incredible things, and saw some amazing things. And you know, I, I'm I'm not a believer of the Billy Meyer case myself, per se. Uh, but either way, he is still a fascinating person uh, to check up his work and see all the books he's written. Twenty-two books is a lot of books. So I mean, that's a, a great deal of work he did for ufology, and he will definitely not be forgotten. Uh, Wendell Stevens. Uh, dead again at the age of 87. Now, next article here that I'm going to read for you guys, it says here, do the fabulous Las Vegas Area 51 tours. That's right, guys, there's now a tour to the Area 51 location in Vegas. It says you'll find nothing like a Las Vegas Area 51 tour for UFO enthusiasts. The curious hear from it around from around the globe and many of them actually travel to the Mojave Desert hoping to find something unexplainable in the mysterious skies all around. Area 51 is an ideal meeting place for any type of enthusiast around and is a highly guarded military facility and we're not permitted beyond the fence or along the perimeters of this area and it is very mysterious sight. But yet everyone in the world knows about it and now you can take a tour so the next time you're out in Las Vegas don't just go to the casinos don't just go to see the showgirls you could actually check out the tour and see Area 51 if you ever actually wanted to go out to the desert and check out what Groom Lake looks like now you could actually do that without being shot now of course Las Vegas is a party town but right outside Vegas there's a very uh, buzzing city where they have just about everything you can think of and you could see in every other major city around the nation but the difference is right out of these cities right in the outskirts there's nothing but desert everywhere desert as far as the eye could see and 
and this desert is where some of the ma biggest mysteries of this country could be revealed and one of the biggest mysteries of course is area 51 so guys if you ever wanted to check out area 51 which includes groom lake and all the secrets that are there this tour will provide that for you the area 51 tour includes a visit to groom lake which there is no other way of getting near it without the military actually guards taking forceful involvement but now you could actually check out this tour and not actually have to get shot, which is kind of cool. You could actually, uh, you know, see Area 51 and, uh, you know, have uh, an alien in alien burger for lunch. That's right, the Alien Inn, the little Alien Inn, as they call it, is actually part of this tour as well. And uh, it's uh, pretty interesting. I might actually make my way out there pretty soon to uh, check this tour out. The accelerating excursion of the Mojave Desert operates on Wednesdays, although other days may, may be available with prior notice. Now, you will leave Las Vegas with via a deluxe 4x4, and the duration of the excursion is about nine and a half hours beginning at 7 a.m. Your alien burger lunch includes a drink with also access to bottled waters and food snacks. And uh, these tickets can sell out pretty quick, guys. So book them online if you can so you can guarantee yourself a trip out there and guarantee yourself a seat on this van that's going to give you this excursion to the Las Vegas desert where you could see Area 51. So you can find out more information on this on booshnews.com. All right, and the last item of news for the uh, week here uh, on Skywatchers Radio, this is actually a funny one. It says, Billy Ray Cyrus to team up with his son on a paranormal TV show. And yes, guys, they're running out of ideas for TV now. It says here, after starring with his daughter Miley Cyrus on the Disney's channel hit series Hannah Montana for four years, singer-turned-actor Billy Ray Cyrus is now teaming up with another one of his children. As of exploiting one of his kids wasn't bad enough, now he's doing the other one. UFO, and this show is called UFO, Unbelievably Freaking Obvious. For cable network's Sci-Fi Channel has Cyrus and his 21-year-old son, Trace, investigating conspiracy theories. Now, it says here, and I quote, Our audience craves authentic, compelling, and informative storytelling that pushes the boundaries of our normal world, said Mark Stern, head of programming for NBC, Universal-owned network. Now, and I'm going to continue quoting. It says, Allegations for cover-up and conspiracies around the unexplained phenomenon has inspired heated debate for decades, Stern said, and it will be interesting to see the truth Billy Ray and Trace may discover. The existence of paranormal phenomenon is something that I've always wanted to explore further, Cyrus said, getting the opportunity to take this adventure with my son, who has always had a keen interest in this area as well, is a dream come true. Now, my question, of course, is what the hell does Billy Ray Cyrus possibly know about ufology? I mean, I had this conversation with Rick Osmond, one of the uh, hosts here on Sky Watchers Radio, the other, yesterday, actually, and we talked about this in length, and I still want to know what the hell does this man know about ufology, and why would they give him a show about ufology? It makes no sense to me. I mean, why not get a, a credible person in ufology who's doing the work to do a show like this? I mean, I understand that he has a name, he's you know, a celebrity, and so they're using his name recognition. I get all that. But he's Billy Ray Cyrus. You're not exactly talking about Charlie Sheen or or Dan Aykroyd or a big, big superstar. You're talking about Miley Cyrus's dad, Hannah Montana's pops. 
not somebody who's going to make me want to go watch this stuff. So sci-fi, you're missing the boat, you're missing the mark, and you're missing the fan base. You're, you know, they're catering to the, you know, Hannah Montana fan base, and that's junk in my book anyway. So anyway, guys, that's all that I have for today for Skywatchers Radio Ufology News for September 10th, 2010, and uh, we're going to be back here next Friday night again at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and with more ufology-related news. It might be myself, it might be Rick Osman, it might be Dennis Crenshaw. We'll find out then who the host would be next week, but we'll definitely be back on at 5 p.m. with more UFO-related news. As for my other show, The Jackal's Head, you can check that out tomorrow night starting at 10 p.m. Eastern Time right here on psn-radio.com, the Soup Media Network. I also have a show on Sunday and Monday, and I have exciting news. I'm going to have Steve Yunus from SupermanHomePage.com back on Sunday night to interview and give us the latest rundown on what's going on in the world of Superman. And on Monday night, I have Mr. Out of Sight himself from, uh, of course, uh, McMato Records good friend Mike is going to be on the show. We're going to talk about his uh, new record that he's put out. Of course, he just has a, a video that was just released that has uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot on it, and that's exciting stuff. So we're going to talk to him on Monday night on the Jackal Set. So guys, please tune in on psn-radio.com 10 p.m. Eastern Time. The next three days, I'll be live talking to some good folks and interviewing some interesting folks, and hopefully you guys will call in and give me something to work off because it sucks when you get no callers. As you guys know, we are taking calls now. We have a brand new number here on the station. The number is, as you see here in the chat room, 786-245-8127. That line will be open up all weekend, so please call in and make yourself heard. Tell us what you think of Skywatchers Radio and tell us what you think of the Jackal's Head. And by the way, tonight don't forget, we do have Perination on the show here, on the station here, and uh, that's with Christopher Corey coming up at 11 o'clock Eastern Time tonight. So guys, for Skywatchers Radio and for everybody on psn-radio.com, the Super Media Network, I want to thank you all for being out here tonight and listening to the ufology-related news for the week of September 10th, 2010. Check it out now. Oh, the same old grease refried I ain't with no PC vibe Application said he's denied But I'm losing confidence Tell me who's incompetent Got a new intoxicant Can't tell when I'm losing oxygen Get a clean approximate Hooked up with my dude from Toppinish No screw and chopping it Just first review my documents And get it back when it's safe from the action Lil' smack in the face for distraction Make a passionate case for the captain Cause I'm an accident waiting to happen Careful what you wish for You just might get it Get it Chicks and knew all the tricks plus a longer dick. 
Wish I'd have had all the big guns. Wish I'd have been Mr. Platinum. Wish I'd have stacked all my cheese and I'm a poster boy for this breed. At ease with maximum fees. Never leaves the customer, please. Keep pushing for gaps between me and you and now my walls breathe. I wish for more and more things. The Achilles heel of most kings. Wish to stop the war mission. Now they wish I'd stop wishing. Better be careful what you wish for. You just might get it. You got that right. Get it. Uh, yeah. Take a drag of this draw until you're lightheaded. Uh, headed. Uh-huh. Careful what you wish for. You just might get it. Get it. Break it down now. I call silence with the silence of bitch I'm a king, motherfucker, my machete's beside me Speak up in that crowd, yeah, try to define me I'm a lion, watch me rumble, you can call me see now I'm the king of this jungle while you getting exiled Been dope for a while, yeah, I already know so Psychotic, I'm a psycho, I'm fabulous, low so I'm ill Who you get, huh? 